Anyway, we're up and running. All right. I'm okay. We're going out, aren't we, a little bit? Should we, we are, mention yeah. That on, should we mention that in the second? Right at the end. Right at the end, yeah. Mention that at the end, then. Have you been up to much? Not much. Finally got me heating and hot water resolved <laughs> after the two leaks. So, oh, you tell you what, you don't half miss you heating and hot water when you don't have it. Especially it's like now. this, yeah. yeah. It's cold today. Um, what about stuff you've been watching? I have watched a few bits last. i tell you what I did watch. I finally got around to watching The Whole Nine Yards, which is the Matthew Perry film. Had you never seen it? Never seen it. Never it's a sequel, you know. Oh, yeah. it's okay. Do you know what's really weird? It's Chandler, but not in a friend setting. Like his character's not a million miles away from Chandler. No, not at all, no. Um, so it's a bit weird seeing Chandler in... With Bruce Willis. Yeah. But yeah. it's not the Bruce Willis from Friends <laughs> yeah. to make it even more confusing. I thought it was good. It was, it was okay. It wasn't like... I watched a BBC series called Kin. With uh, Charlie Cox, you know, plays Daredevil. Oh, okay. Um, and Syrian Hines is it? I don't think it is BBC made, but it's on BBC. Okay. Um, but that's definitely worth a watch. It's set in like um, set in Dublin about like an Irish sort of gangster um, family. It's definitely worth a watch. But well, we've also watched the the new series of The Crown, but it's only a few episodes and then a few more coming out. Yeah, it's split, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's it's so good. It's I loved Crown. I'm not a big fan of Royal Family, but God, I do love The Crown. It's the acting, isn't it? Oh, Obviously, it's, it's really anything with Olivia Colman as well. I'll yeah. Watch, I'm guessing she's not in the, the new no, series. No, she... No. So the last... This series and the season before, she wasn't in it. So right. they, they, they changed the character, they changed the, the actors every two seasons, so they aged them. So, like, Dominic West as Prince Charles and... This. In this one, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm a, like... I haven't seen five, so this is six. So yeah, you'll like you'll see. Behind, yeah, so yeah, it's completely. I haven't seen any of the new cast. Um, what was funny this week? Just because we're doing a Bob Reiner box set, aren't we? We are. Ooh, so... Rob Reiner box set. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Reiner is a guest on Richard Heavens podcast. Yes, well, I, I need to, well, I need to I need to listen to it all. <laughs> it's really good, to be honest. It's um, it's not really about his movies and stuff. It, they they just kind of have a quick five ten minute chat. Just where they catch up um, on on things Bob Ryan has been in and what Richard sort of knew him from. Richard Terry yeah. is a massive fan of uh, this is Spinal Tap, which we did last week. So it's more about the JFK killing, the the interview itself, and he talks about the people that they interviewed and okay. he talks about the journalist that helped him uh, record the the ten parts. So the interview itself is really good, but what happened was in the opening sort of five ten minutes where they do do that little catch up. Bit like our preamble. Bit like our preamble. Richard <laughs> Heron is saying, Oh, you were in this film, this film, you know, you did this film with your dad. And he said to him, And you're in Frasier? And Bob Miner said, No, I wasn't in Frasier. And Richard Heron sort of went, Oh, okay, well, it's on the, you know, it's on, it's on my list of things. And I was sitting there because I was listening to it on the bus. I was thinking, I'm sure when we've been doing our research for Bob Miner, we've seen that he was in Frasier as well. So I was like, I Googled it, and I was like, he was? He's in, like, Series 5 or something. Do you know what it may be? I think he said, was he one of the callers? He was one of the callers. So I heard, just going back to when we did our Frasier episode, which mm. is our most listened to episode, by the way, the producers used to just get the actors to ring in and do it over the phone. So we may hardly be aware or remember he did it. He won't remember at all. No, God, God, all the stuff he's done. Like Frasier. So I tweeted Richard Heaven and said, 
like basically you are right <laughs> he was in it but it was just the guest voice and then Richard Heron then replied to us saying oh well that something like along the lines of that makes sense stuff and, but it's had like 20,000 um, views <laughs> on Twitter but then what's happened is Richard Heron then has tweeted Bob Miner to say I told you so. <laughs> so <laughs> Look, you're wrong, I'm right. Yeah, so I'm really hoping Bob Reiner replies because we are copied tagged. into the tagged into that message. So it'd be nice to get a message from Bob Reiner. If if you do hear this in any way, shape or form, Rob. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Dave. My name is Liam. This podcast is all about box sets we've created about our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you haven't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say, if you've never seen The Godfather, we're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows we love so dearly, and maybe, just maybe, you should watch it if you can. It's another Rob Reiner episode. You'd think we're doing a box set on Rob Reiner, wouldn't you? There's hints of a box set, isn't there? (laughs) So this week is Liam's pick. But before we do that, we're going to do our Rob Reiner facts. So what have you got for us? I've gone for debut facts today, Dave. So Rob Reiner's directorial debut was a TV movie in 1974 called Sonny Boy. His TV writing debut was the Steve Allen comedy show in 1967. But we've got to go all the way back to 1961 for his acting debut in an episode of Manhunt. Oh, interesting. He's, he's had a career. He's been around for a while, yeah, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. He's been working consistently he has, as well, he's, hasn't he's he? He's a busy man. So last week was Misery. It was. This week it is The American President. Oh. Okay, The American President is the 1995 romantic political drama set in the White House. It follows widowed US President Andrew Shepard as he navigates a new romantic relationship with Sidney Wade, played by Annette Benning. Complicated by the fact that Sidney is a powerful environmental lobbyist and all during the running of a looming election for Andrew's second term. So why the American president? I do love political dramas. I think it's just a perfect genre for TV and film. It just re- works really well because you've got you know you've got like the relationships, the intrigue. You have got drama. Do you know what I mean? It's a weird one. You think nothing happens, but then that's politics, isn't it? It's all about <laughs> nothing sometimes, and also. I did a bit of romance and a gentle comedy and a Rob Reiner film. You can't really go wrong, can you? Well, that was my question, to be honest. Is it, is it a political film or is it a romantic comedy? Is it, is it a political film with a romantic comedy 
sneaked in, or I, is it the other way around? I think it's a political drama with a little smidgen of romance and comedy. You're going with that? that yeah, I'm going with that one, yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> but also, the big reason I picked it is I absolutely love the West Wing. And, of course, Aaron Sorkin created and wrote West Wing, and he did this a few years before. So without this film, we never got the West Wing, full stop. And also, what a cast. Yeah, isn't the apparently lines from the script, the script in the West Wing as well? Not... There's some... You can see where Sorkin's had ideas that he's kept, and he's sort of... There's, a, there's one bit where... Martin Sheen plays the chief of staff, makes a, makes a quote, and when he's a president, he makes a quote about it in the West Wing, but right, from the opposite perspective. So it, it is quite interesting, yeah. So you mentioned a couple of actors uh, in the intro. So who else is in it, and who do those ones that you mentioned play? I'm going to start with Annette Benning. She plays Sydney Wade. I, this lady has just got a hell of a list yeah so i've picked out a few that i absolutely love the great outdoors john candy film i love <laughs> i love that film the grifters yeah john cusack we love yeah. don't we postcards from the edge forgot she was in that as well and we and mentioned postcards on the edge because carrie fisher haven't we rob ryan is in it as well oh it's been a long time and now but he's, he's got it, yeah. yeah i was like i forgot he's in it american beauty kevin Swayze, mm. i think she's great in that Film stars don't die in Liverpool. Have you seen that one? So I still watch that, yeah, with Jamie Bell. It's do you know, it's a good film. It's not amazing, but it is good. Obviously, the fact it's filmed in Liverpool and set in Liverpool does have that added interest. <laughs> but she is amazing. And Net Benning's amazing in it. And also, we've just watched a film on Netflix with Jodie Foster Nyad, where she's the distant swimmer. Fantastic. You told me to watch this. Yeah, it's yeah. really good film. Her and Jodie Foster, absolutely brilliant in it. Couple of recent one, couple of recent ones. I've had Death on the Nile. I haven't seen that one yet. She's in that. She's really good, and she's in Captain Marvel as well. She is. She's good because she's reoccurring, isn't she? Yeah, it's, um, yeah. She's a great actress, isn't she? Also, we've got Michael Douglas plays Andrew Shepard, the president. A couple of ones I've got from Coma. It's one of his really early ones. I remember watching that when I was doing film studies in college because it's. it's 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 an early mid seventies. It's a bit of a thriller one. It's about this doctor who's killing people and patients in comas. Everybody's in that. It's like really early films, like nineteen seventy four. Obviously, most people know Michael Douglas when he really comes to the forefront in *Romance and the Stone* and *Jewel in the Nile*. I just think they're, they're two great films. *Fatal Attraction*, big one. *Wall Street* is another big one. Black Rain. I've got Black Rain. It's one of my favourites. Basic Instinct. Fallen Down. He, that little run of movies. He was 80s, 90s. He was the man, wasn't he? He was, he was oh, by far, man. yeah. And also a couple of later ones I've picked up. The Game, I really love. But one of my favourite films Michael Douglas has ever done is The Wonder Boys. Where he plays that. Is that with Tobey Maguire? Yeah. Absolutely love that film. And it's I such a good one. I'll be I'll be totally honest. I don't remember it too well. I remember more of his action ones. So Black Rain was on my list. Definitely Romance in the Stone. I picked out the Sentinel only because 
It's got Kiefer Sutherland in it as well. I've it's never a, seen it. That's a really good film. That's definitely worth checking out. And did you know he produced One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest as well? I didn't know he produced it, no. Yeah, I think the story is he bought the rights to the book and tried to get it made. Right, and, and so he, he stayed on as it, producer. Yeah. That's interesting, I didn't know that. We've also got Martin Sheen, who plays AJ in it. He, Martin Sheen, Apoplex Now, Gandhi, Wall Street, with Michael Douglas... JFK, he was actually the narrator in JFK. I'd forgot about that. Yeah, I'd forgot that. West Wing, obviously. Oh. Grace and Frankie is another one. The only thing I was going to mention with Martin Sheen is just the cameo in Hot Shots. Yes. When Charlie Sheen is coming one way in his kind of Rambo gear and he's coming the other way on the on the other boat. And he's go, they both look at each other and go, I loved you in Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> but Martin Sheen's just like... Oh, he's he's brilliant, isn't it? We've also got Michael J. Fox, who plays Lewis. Obviously, we know Michael J. Fox from The Hard Way, one of our previous mm. ones. Back to the Future, Concierge, Spin City, Kerb. You know, we've gone through all these. He's one of our favourites, Michael J. Fox. Richard Dreyfus pops up again. It's good in this, isn't he? So he plays Senator Rumson. Mm. And obviously... Good friend of Rob Ryan, he's always going to be there. Also got John Mahoney, one of our regulars. He's yeah, not a big part, but it's a good part. He is in there, he plays Leo Solomon, he's in there. And incidentally, Wendy Malick plays Susan Sloan, one of the other lobbyists, played John Mahoney's partner in the last season of Frasier. She did, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Martin's partner. When oh, that's a great puller. We've also got Nina Susmacho, forgive me if I know... She plays Sydney Wade's sister, Beth, but we also know her brother, Casey, from Young Guns and Back to the Future. Oh, right. I didn't realise they were related. Yeah, I, never even, yeah. I never even cottoned on to the names. There's lo- I tell you what's really, there's loads of links to all previous films that we've done lately. There's right. no, obviously, Martin Sheen's the father of Emilio and Charlie. And well, do you know you have that fair, that? Third degree of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. We could probably do like a third degree of like Bob Ryan or something, couldn't we? we could I don't mean you need third degree. I think you just need one degree with most <laughs> Rob Ryan. But what also is quite interesting now is 11 actors from the cast of American Prisons then went on to have parts in West Wing. So again, I think right. Aaron Sorkin quite likes working with people he, he, he likes as well. And out of that, the Oval Office to use in American President was also the same set they used in the Kevin Klein film, Dave, a few years earlier. And then it went on to be used in the West Wing itself. So it's like the same set. It's absolutely stunning detail. But one of the actresses, Anna Devera Smith, starred in all three. So she's in Dave, she's in American President, and she's a recurring role in American President. Oh. So she she must be really good at political dramas. <laughs> So, a great cast. This is probably a tough question then. Who's your favourite character or performance? Okay. I'm not going with Sheen or Douglas. And I'm going to come back to that in the question later, what I would change. Okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to, I've gone for two different... I've gone for a performance and, and favourite actor, character. Performance, can't get past Richard Dreyfus. He's brilliant. He is really good. He's he? so good. Like, and he's a typical Republican politician. He's just so good. But everything we hate about Republican <coughs> politicians is 
I'd imagine if we were Republican inclined, we'd probably say, oh, the whole film's typical Democrat president. So it's whatever dividing line yeah. you're on. But I just think he absolutely nails Rumsfeld. I didn't character. tend to play those sort of... No. Like, he's not... Would you say he's a nasty character? Or is he just a politician? Because <laughs> he's not. He's obviously not playing fair, is he? And he's and he's he's targeting certain things like their relationship, isn't he? To to get one up on him. Is he just? Is he playing a typical politician, or is he playing a bad guy? I or, or are they both the same thing? I think it's a bit of both. Like I think he, I think when you watch the film, you knew he was clutching at straws to begin with because he wasn't even in the race. If you, you, yeah, if you remember, because the whole premise of the film was he was, is, is um, Andrew Shepard's popularity rating was like, I'm a 50, like 43. One of the most popular yeah. presidents yeah, yeah, of all yeah. time. Yeah. I was all like, no one's not going to vote for me and all that. So that's the whole premise of the film. Um, so yeah, I, I just think performance wise, like Mr. Dreyfus, he's, he's brilliant. I do love seeing him as a baddie. I it, physically look different yeah, type yeah, of, you know, yeah. with like sort of the, like the not shaved head, but really short hair mm. and just. I, I thought he was great in it as well. So that's performance then. Favourite character? I, it was Sidney Wade. Yeah. And I think because of Annette Bening, because I thought the character of Sidney was the humour, the little bit of humour in the film. His story arc was just a little bit more interesting. She had more to lose in a weird way. I know the president was up for a general election, but she had a lot more to lose. It, it, you know, relationship, her, her professional credibility. I just thought her, her story arc was more interesting than Andrew Shepard's. If anything, I thought President Shepard's storyline was quite flat. Like, because he was like, he didn't really do anything until he, ref- like, because he just kept saying, no, we'll just leave it, leave it. Because no, obviously yeah. the, the the intrigue in their relationship, it wasn't until he... He just didn't think it was anyone's business. Yeah, did he? it wasn't until he was forced into action a bit later on the film. So I just think as far as the story arc goes, She's Sidney Wade's more interesting. And I just think Benning just brings a likability to it. With a le- lesser actress, it could, she could have been a little bit annoying. Or just a little bit mumsy as well. I like the bit with the scenes where she interacts with his daughter. She doesn't try too hard with the daughter. It's just treats her like an adult, yeah, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And I really like. I I just thought. Yeah, I just really liked Benning and I really like the Sydney Wade character in it. Well, I wasn't sure you were going to pick. I thought you might have picked maybe Martin Sheen. I thought you might have went down that route, but I picked Michael Michael J. Fox, who's Lewis Rothschild in it. For me. He's the only one that didn't care about playing games and the overall politics. Yeah. He was basically saying, we're in power, let's just get things done. Yeah. And that was what you sort of wanted to hear, wasn't it? I think it's a great performance, not a massive role form. Apparently he was still keeping the Parkinson's was, quiet yeah. at the time as yeah, well. Yeah. So again, when you when you come back to when we talk about the hard way, what a like, great performance and all the other things. But I think again with this, to, to, to keep his illness quiet and still be... Performing the way he didn't, you know, it must have been so difficult for him. Must have always been on the back of his mind, like he was, like he yeah. was, he was. Because I remember him, I remember reading the interview that he again he had to have a medical for every film, mm-hmm. and he was like, he said most time it's just basically sit with doctor, think okay, yeah. He said, but sometimes it might not be. So he said that fear of yeah. being. Found it, I think out. it's one thing performing, knowing your Parkinson's, but I think performing. And knowing you're keeping it secret from everyone yeah, as well just, just adds on top. I 
I love him in any film, but I think in this, he, he's great for the for the part that he's got. He, he's great. Yeah. Have you got a favourite scene or moment in the I've film? I've got a couple of honourables. I love the bedroom scene the first time with Sydney and Andrew because it's the flipped confidence because the scene starts off with the Michael Douglas character quite cocksure. He's like, oh, I'm going to be... And then she goes off. She was kind of, where's your bathroom? She goes mm. off and he's a bit like, oh. And she comes out. Just the shirt. And then he's on his back foot. Then he's like, oh, there, there, there. <laughs> and I think that's a real Rob Reiner trait that he, the, the flipped confidence. He does it with Harry Met Sally. Like, initially you think Harry's the more confident one, but mm. as the film goes on, it's Sally... You know, and it's true to real life. You you know, you're not always non-confident. You know, sometimes you're confident, sometimes you're not. And I just really like that scene. That's yeah. the bit. I, that's the bit. I, that's the relationship bit. That's I really like that bit, and I love the acting between the two of them in that one. The other honourable got is is the big speech at the end, president. So it's not me big moments. And President Shepard's speech where he comes out fighting because it's at that point he goes right. I've got to do something here. Um. It's pure Sorkin, that, that speech, because it's quite a lengthy, worthy mm-hmm. speech. And it's the bit where he goes, you want a character to beat Bob, you better stick with me, because Sidney Ellen Wade is way out of your league. <laughs> when yes. he delivers that line, it's like... <laughs> and yeah. that's the president saying that, was Yeah, it? yeah, it's a really good... It's, it's... Remember I said to you, Aaron Sorkin is one of the best speech writers, yeah. but he's also one of the best argument writers as well. He builds he builds an argument so well. And that leads into my best bit of the film, and it's actually Lewis, Michael J. Fox's mm. bit, where he's trying to persuade Andrew, you need to do something mm. here. And the bit that just really stood out is like when they're in the Oval Office just before, and he says to him, I try and do it justice here, but he goes, Bob Rumson is the only one doing the talking. People want leadership, Mr. President. And in the absence of genuine leadership, they'll listen to anyone who steps up to the microphone. I just think that is it's amazing, such an And we're seeing that in piece. real life at the yeah, minute, aren't we? Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're seeing, we don't want to get too political on the show, do we? But we've seen over the last few years that people that sort of come out and are louder than others seem to be getting, mm. you know, getting getting their way but I think what Michael J Fox was more that's why I love that character he was the one yeah. good character he wasn't just saying you need to be the loudest in the room which is what Richard Dreyfus was trying yeah, to do yeah, yeah. he was saying you need to be a leader and yeah. there's a big difference at the moment isn't it between the people who are loud and the people who are leaders And it's like you know again not to be too political but I think one of the reasons we've had this rise of what's perceived as the far right over the years is all of a sudden We've let people like Farage and that have a have a have a seat at the table in the discussion with previously like the BMP were banned from every mm. every and I remember a few years ago they they let the leader the BMP on question time and that to me was the start. Why are you giving them a voice? Yeah, you give them a platform and oh I, I don't know it does but yeah I just think that line by Sorkin and the delivery. By Michael J. Fox. To me, that's the best bit of film. I know the speech at the end by Shepard is fantastic. Yeah. But as soon as that line came out, like, you know. I was the same sitting there thinking, like, that's just. Yeah. That is soaking all over, isn't it? I've got a few just honourable mentions when Michael Douglas, Suzanne Drew, phoned Sydney for the first time. 
and she just hangs up. Yes. Because normally, when you watch those films, normally it's like the receptionist phones and says, you know, hold for the president. Yeah, yeah. And he just finds a number and rings it, and she just kind of thinks it's someone doing an impression. I think that whole scene in the apartment's really funny. Yeah. When he's trying to then ring her back. I don't know why it made me laugh, but when they go, is it called the plate room? Yes. And they go, and then she's like, clearly it's like the China, she's calling it, it's the China room. <laughs> he was like, I'll take to the plate room. But it's just a really odd room to have as well. But I also like the little the little scene with Martin Sheen uh, and Douglas where he's saying to him, you can call me Andrew. Yes. He's like, They've you known know, each other yeah. for so long, haven't they? And he just goes something like, good night, Mr. President. And yeah, he just, like, just won't say it, really. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like a nice little moment of like how much he, he sort of respects him and he respects the position as well. I just like those scenes. The music then, I've got a feeling, and I know you're going to say it then, who did the music? Mark Shaman. <laughs> Again, it's what can you say? Him and Rob Ryan are obviously Bezzies, or he owes them a favour or something, I don't mm. know. But the soundtrack is typical presidential music, as you would expect. So if, if there's one one bit of music, it's the actual title scene. It's the title mm. music itself. It's just called The American President. It's so... it's strings it's horns it's a beautiful piece of music it's it's very fitting of a president shall we say so another almost perfect Bob Miner movie but is the things that you would change yes more than see because I I, I saw this film mm. years ago must have been not long after it came out and I always thought that's a cracking film that's a great film so this is the first time I've watched it since then. But what I'm going to say now is, might seem a bit harsh for the second point, but the first point when I watched it again the other day is, it just seems to drag a little bit between the second and the third act. It just it just loses a little bit of momentum. I think it just, the whole point where it shows where he's in trouble politically in the polls just seemed to drag on a little bit too long. I think we get the point. Do you know what I mean? It was just... Yeah. it just, And I think that came from when Alan Sorkin originally did the script. It was over... It was nearly 400 pages long. Like, a general... <laughs> the general rule of thumb is it's a page a minute mm. works out on a film. So that's like, for a 90-minute, two-hour film, 120, 200 pages. 400 pages is a big... So I think, obviously, he's cut and cut and cut and cut. Yeah. And that to me just seems to be the second and the third act. That that bit where it cross just 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 loses a bit of momentum. But then this bit is unfair. What I'm going to say, but it's just it's controversial, is it? No, I just oh, just unfair. Go on. Sheen and Douglas don't make the best chief of staff or the best president, and that's purely down to. Martin Sheen is so good as the president in the West Wing. And it's unfair. Oh, so it's playing on your mind because you've seen Martin I Sheen. I can't see. Now, I don't think Martin Sheen makes a great chief of staff in this film. I don't think Michael Douglas makes the best president because Michael Douglas is just a little bit too cocksure and slick and... I don't... It, I'm being unfair because obviously the West Wing. You're came... comparing it to something, aren't you? That's, yeah, that's the and issue. But I can't it? help it because Martin Sheen and West Wing mean so much to me. Mm. But you could uh, could the Martin Sheen of the West Wing, the the way he plays it, 
of being in this movie because it is a slight romantic comedy as well. So it wouldn't have worked. Maybe, maybe, but I, I can't get, I can't unsee it now. And also, <laughs> you're comparing your presidents, yeah, basically. And John Spencer, who plays Liam McGarry, who plays the chief staff in the West Wing, is so much better than Martin Sheen playing the role in the right. film, if that makes sense. And I know it's unfair, I can't compare it, but. I can't get past that now. I'm I'm looking at the mm. film, I'm watching the film the other night, and I'm like, I just don't see Michael Douglas as the president, and I just can't see Martin <laughs> Sheen as the chief well, of staff. I think the context of the movie, you needed, like, your leading, your handsome leading man yeah. as the president. Oh, without doubt, it's, without doubt. And I know it's unfair, but West Wing means so much to me. that, And like I said, I'd seen this film before West Wing because I saw this film when it first came out. I haven't seen it since. So since then... <laughs> I've watched West Wing fellow with West Wing. I'm just I know I'm being unfair, but I can't I can't move <laughs> can't on. Past I it. can't go past it. No, I'm 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 like yeah. He's not he's not President Bartley. That's all, <laughs> that's all I can say. The only thing that I wouldn't change this, it just really bugged me, but it doesn't again, this is nothing to do with the movie. When they were talking about no wanting to do the twenty percent in the reductions of um was it like the carbon neutral yeah, stuff, yeah. isn't it? Um, and they're sort of like going, well, it'll hit even the poles and it'll do this and it'll do that. And and then he, you know, Michael Doug says, well, we'll go down to 10% and stuff. And it just really wound me up. Because I was just thinking like, you know, you know, you are the most... And it, again, it's probably because of this, the, real, the real life situation yeah. and how, you know, again, it comes with Sorkin's writing. You're sitting there watching, thinking you're going to the most popular president currently. You're leading in the polls. It sounds like you can almost get anything you want. And then to know that you're like you're compromising, to know that you're not doing the best for what for the people. Yeah. That what I think what wound me up is you know that's going on in real life. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know yeah. there's a lot like politicians could be doing, and they don't do because for personal gain. And it really put me off the Michael Douglas character in that that scene because I was thinking you don't come across as someone who cares too much about personal gain, but in that scene. Even you realise the politics of everything. That's and that's see, how, and that's how you got there. <laughs> I I didn't mind that bit that much because it, I think he was being pragmatic, and I think I think there's one thing I I do appreciate politics. It, it is all about compromises mm-hmm. because you will never get what you always want. I hate voters who will like like. They agree with Labour, for example, for 99 reasons, but there's one thing they don't, and they go and vote Tory. I don't understand that mentality. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? This one policy. It's like, you agree with everything else, but there's just one thing. And that's probably vice versa as yeah, well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, all day long, and that's just an example. And I just think people just have to be realistic and pragmatic when it comes to politics. It's, it's all about a bit of compromises. You'll never always get but, what you but want. But the compromise for this was you'll lose... Voters and support yeah. if you don't do it, and I just thought, yeah, oh, you know, it was the it was the impact on what what thing what no even was it is the impact on him as a president. Yeah, not is this the best thing for the country? It was. It was what, all, what would yeah. be the impact on one individual? And I just thought, oh, that really wound me up. But it's Sorkin's writing, and it's meant to be, and it's well, meant to be see, controversial. President Barlett wouldn't have done that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have let us down, Dave. He wouldn't have. <laughs> All right. What about impression then? Right. Budget wise, sixty-two million. Big budget. Big step up from previous Rob Reiner films. Mm. 
Worldwide gross, 107. Okay, not mm. too bad. It's for um, the type of film it is. Yeah, yeah, I think the biggest impact is West Wing. We've come, I'm going to come back and mention it again and again and again. Without this film, we never got West Wing. Do you know what it reminds me a little bit of? Michael Mann's LA Takedown and Heat. He had to make LA Takedown before he got to make Heat. Oh, so you feel this is just laying the bed? I, the I bed think so. I think Sorkin was. I think Sorkin wanted to make a political drama. A four hundred page. Yeah, but obviously he always said he had the relationship with Rob Reiner because he did a few good men. So we, that was the way sort of got done by a sort of, and that's why I said it's a smidge of humour, comedy, and a smidge mm. of romance. I think Sorkin always wanted to do the West Wing, and I think thanks to this, he got the West Wing, and I'm like. Amen. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Got the set built. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. But what's strange as well, it's probably the most slick of all the films. We we mentioned Rob Reiner films all on Boxer. There's always these like little mistakes, little continuity errors. They're not quite as slick as maybe other films. This one is. This is slick as they come. Mm. It's the set-wise, everything's so good. And it's always like, like I said, it's one of the most expensive ones of Rob. I think it was the most expensive Rob Vine film to date. But it's right at the end that we, we, why we picked the Rob Reiner box set is he has this run of films that is just untouchable. There's like seven and eight films that are just so, for a director to have seven and eight really good films, this was at the end of that run. I think the film before was North with Elijah Wood as well. I think he's in it. That didn't really go down too well. So that one, and then followed by this, it sort of bookended that run of Rob Reiner. So I think that's that that's impact-wise. I mean, I think Rob Reiner just come to a little bit of... I think he'd moved on a little bit. I think he was... Because you say, oh, you know, does because he he sort of has a little break from films for a while because he does a few TV movies mm. and stuff. But I just think he's he's at the point where he's like, I've got nothing else to prove. I've just give you misery, a few good <laughs> men when Harry met Sally, Spinal Tap, Princess Bride, and I'm like, he's like, I don't need to prove myself anymore. And I think this film was sort of his little ending of that period of his, of his career. And I suppose, is it hard to start another one like that again? Oh, without doubt. It's like, yeah. you know, the difficult second album yeah. phrase, isn't it? Do you think there's an the element The difficult of... ninth film for Rob <laughs> Reiner, wasn't it, you know? <laughs> should, should we move on then? Shall we dim the lights? Shall we kick in the music? Okay, Liam, this is your quick fire round. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You only have two seconds to answer each question. Be the American president or the British prime minister? Oh, the American president. Apart from Michael Douglas, who's the best on-screen president? Martin Sheen. Those movies. Oh, And you were going to say that, Martin Sheen. That's why why I'm... I should have said cinema, but yeah. Big screen move, big screen president. Quite like Harrison Ford in Air Force One. Get off my plane. Yeah. Give you that one. Pick any actor you think would be a good president in real life. Oh, in real life. I'm going to go Rob Reiner because he's got a real political 
sort of edge. He's, he's big Democrat. He's, he's always champion. I think he would have made a boss president. Good one. What American state would you really like to visit? Oh. I would love to do... I think it's Oregon on the far side. I think it's where Seattle is and Portland. That's, that's the bit I'd love to go and visit. So normally I'd ask you something like, you know, recast this with British actors or something like that. Going to do the opposite. Take Michael Douglas and put him in one of the films that we've done a podcast about. Oh. From this box set or anything? From any any episodes. Put him in as the lead character. I am going to put him in. I think you could literally take out Clooney and out of sight and slot in Michael Douglas and you would be flawless. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I just think, I I think Douglas, I think Clooney took over Douglas's mantle because we were talking about that run Douglas had mm-hmm. like 80s, 90s and then it was Clooney. It was like that leading, they are leading men and good actors as well. Okay, getting back to the movie then. How can the listener watch it? It's not available on your usual streaming like Prime or Netflix, so you have to rent it from your Google Store, your Skybox office, wherever you can rent it from Prime. couple free quid to rent. It's well worth it. Yeah, anything under free quid is not yeah, too bad, yeah. is it? So we're going to move on then to if you like the American president, what else would you like? I'm going to go first. I knew what you were going to pick as a theme, so I struggled to find themes. So I just went with... These are movies that start with the... Oh, how you were struggling. <laughs> well, well, no, no, there's okay. a twi- there is a twist. The movies that start with the... But I think if you like Rob Reiner films, you'll like these as okay. well. Okay. So I, let, know I'm, let, I'm, I, I trust your opinion. I'll I throw think... these out. You can tell Go me on. if I'm right or wrong then. The Simpsons movie. Yes. I think if you like Bob Reiner movies, you'll definitely like The Simpsons definitely. movie. That sort of comedy and heart. Definitely. definitely along with it. The Three Amigos. Oh, it could, I'm shocked it's not a Rob Reiner film. <laughs> I was thinking like Princess Bride and obviously all the comedy and the, and the again, an ensemble cast, isn't it? The Pelican Brief with Julie Roberts, because I was thinking Few Good Men, that type of, uh, and this political yeah. thriller. Yeah. Could have chucked in Aaron Brockovich as well. That's a big with there. The Adam Brockovich <laughs> film. The Julia Walton. The Julia Roberts one. <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Giant. Yes. I think it's that, like, dad, no, son, yes. father relationship, which is in a lot of these movies that Bob Biner does. And... Well, I think there was the weird similarities with, with Stand By Me and the Iron Giant as well. That we did, that, that... Yeah, there was links, wasn't yeah, there, between the definitely, two? definitely, definitely. The last one I've just gone with because it's an ensemble cast. And I think... Again, Bob Miner probably could have directed and you'll like it. And we mentioned it a few times. The boat that rocked. Yes. Do you like all them? Do you think I, they... Do, they are they are Rob Reiner-esque. Rob Reiner-esque, yeah. They, they that would be we ever made a box set of in an alternative if, if it was F six six seven one in that like the universe where Rob Reiner made. You wouldn't be film. surprised if he'd made any of those Not films, at all. would you know? Not at all. What have you gone then? Right. I just went for political TV shows and political films. Big favourite of mine. So what was weird is 
the film ones have tried to go slightly not the obvious ones for the films, but the TV ones are some of my favourite TV shows. So I'm going to start with The West Wing. Funny enough, it, it, I just love The West Wing. It's one of my favourite TV shows of all time. So is it 10 seasons, is it? How many is it? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's seven or eight at least. I think it's about eight. My and it's Rob Lowe in it at some point. He, he Rob Lowe's in the first couple of series. He's really good in it as well. He, he plays that the Michael J. Fox character, the source communication right. director. He's really good in it. Veep. I think we can't know. I love Veep. Like, love that. Parks and Rec. Yeah, I'll give you that. She's it's all yeah. it's all politics, baby. You've got House of Cards, both the original UK and the US Netflix one up until I obviously got binned off due to the Kevin Spacey. Incidents and off-screen drama, but it was fun. That that got Netflix up and running house cards because it's one of their first mm. big dramas. So I think it's just, I think it's just brilliant. And you could binge it as well, which you is could. which was what yeah. got Netflix the appeal, wasn't it? Now, if you want to go a little bit continental okay. with your political dramas, <laughs> Borgen, the Danish political drama, again on Netflix. Oh, I haven't really seen Really good. Really, yeah. really good. I got hooked on that a few years ago. Big favourite of mine at the moment. I'm waiting for the next series, Handmaid's Tale. So I haven't watched any of this yet. So I do like her. That's in it. She was in like The Invisible Man, and I've, you know, I know people love that show. Oh, it's so too. I think it's the last episode in season two, where the main character tries to arrange that the, 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 the basically. She sneaks out a whole plane of kids from because it's basically it's a weird America that's been took over by right wing loonies. Surprise, surprise! Women are just there to 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 breed, basically. Is it? But it's in a time where basically it's really difficult for women to conceive. So the women who can conceive were basically used as. It's a bit like children of men, is it? Oh, it it's 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 brilliant. But the 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 last episode in season two is an hour of. Oh my god! You like literally, you have a heart attack. It's 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 the handmaid's tale. It's so good. I'm also going to chuck in Homeland as well. We I know we've mentioned it before. We love Damien Lewis as well, don't we? We love Damien Lewis. Game of Thrones, very political. Yeah, I think that's the best bit. All a bit of the politics bit mm. is forget all the sex and the and the battles and all that it's a proper political drama it's fantastic couple of british ones now and we do these really well yes minister i remember watching mm-hmm. this as a kid i used to love watching because you used to be able to like, get allowed to stay up and watch this when i was a little kid probably didn't get off the jokes but i loved it I just loved the idea of it the crown mentioned it mm-hmm. early in the preamble absolutely loved the crown the thick of it it's one of my it's just one of my favorite shows of all time can't can... not mention it and these two amazing TV series that are just absolutely amazing, Our Friends in the North and State of Play. They're very good suggestions, they then, are Liam. They are very yeah. good suggestions. If, if the listener wanted to know more about those two um, TV shows, could is there a way they could do that? There's a really good podcast called Watch If You Can Only Cover These in <laughs> Box F3. Absolutely brilliant. But again, really good political dramas. 
Okay, political films. I don't know why I'm pointing so much today. Just I've just been so conscious. I'm like, when that on video, are you? And I'm like, oh my god, it's like I get just like oh. you're doing that thing, no? With the president, it's all about like your hands, isn't it? It's all about because you remember Tony Blair used to tuck his face. He would never point, so he'd always do his speeches. Like, you meant to hold your hands out to your side so you look bigger and taller. That just as well. makes him look weird when That's when you stand there like ah, oh, no, it looks it's weird. To, uh, visually, apparently, it's meant to make them look bigger. Visually, it makes them look weird. But it is all about it's this as well. This like John Oliver does this on there last week tonight when he's trying to get points across. I know people can't see what I'm doing. But, <laughs> no, but he, just, you can. We're having a conversation about my hand movements and we're having a visual conversation on, that, on a podcast. Love it. My last few suggestions are political films, and again, I haven't gone for the obvious few. Though I am starting off with all the President's men. The nineteen and the seventeen. Yeah. Oh, such a good film. Wasn't Robert Redford originally gonna be in this? And he was I think he was sort of there thereabouts. I think he ends up being a producer, you know. Yes, yeah, I think again and mm. again he had something to do the rights or something like that. Wag the dog. With Dustin Hoffman again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a really good and movie. Robert De Niro's in as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. Love that film. Milk. See, I've not seen Milk. Sean Penn. Oh, such a good No, film. I know the story and I yeah, know that like, really, it could be a life story, but yeah, I've never watched the movie. Really good film. Definitely I'd advise you to watch that. And we've mentioned already, say JFK. Well, speaking of JFK, that links back to the intro with Rob Reiner doing the JFK Definitely. podcast, which is which has already started. It's out there and we're, we're going to find out, apparently, who killed JFK from Ooh. that podcast. Another one, really good low-key one, Frost Nixon. My, uh, Michael Sheen. Oh, such a good film. Yeah, really. Frank, Frank Langella, is, is it? Yeah. And that is acting at its finest, that mm. film. Because it's literally just them two, the whole film. It's so good. The Trial of the Chicago 7. I know we've mentioned it yeah. to you. I love that film. Sasha Bone Cohen is brilliant in it. The last one I'm going to end on Tom Hanks' film. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks' film, The Post. We went to see this. I love that because obviously that whole, oh no, it's set in a newspaper, but it was all, it was all on that that dilemma they have of the political landscape. But yeah, Tom Hanks, I think, has absolutely nailed it. And incidentally, we're literally about to pack up and go and see Tom Hanks now, aren't we? In in real life, we're going to be like life. this far away from him. We'll talk about it next week. So that was Liam's choice in our Rob Reiner box set, The American President. And you should watch it if you can. This was a Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, our Val's lad on work experience. Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcasts.